0: Welcome to Conversations with Craig. I'm Craig DeRoche, the president and CEO of Family Policy Alliance. This week, I sat down with Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana to discuss the new conservative movement and his predictions for what we can expect from Congress after the 2022 election. Congressman Banks is the current chairman of the Republican Study Committee, the largest conservative caucus in Congress. But before we hear from Jim, It's time for One Minute with Craig, where I give my take on the topic of the week in only 60 seconds. So here we go. Three, two, one. Have you ever wondered what brings together the issues that social conservatives care about? We're working to save unborn lives, protect children from transgender surgeries. We stand for religious freedom and so much more. But what brings that all together? Here's what you need to know. We are a movement fighting for true justice and true equality. We believe that Every person is created in the image of God and deserves to be treated accordingly. That means the unborn baby just waiting in the womb to be born has as much humanity as any of us and deserves to be treated as fully equal. The child who believes they were born in the wrong body deserves to be told the truth that God did not make a mistake on them. The person of faith who is being treated unfairly, unjustly by our government today deserves the chance to seek restoration. So here's the bottom line. This is what our movement is about. When you believe a person is fully human and created in the image of God, you fight for those who aren't treated like it yet. We have a very special guest here today, one of the people that uh, my wife and I follow, because he is a unique and special leader in the House of Representatives. Uh, uh, Representative Jim Banks served from 2010 to 2016 in the Indiana House. Uh, He's a veteran. Uh, He defended our country overseas. He's been serving in Congress since 2016. He is the chairman of the Republican Study Committee, the largest conservative caucus in the House of Representatives. And he is the one that is protecting families whether it was in the indiana legislature protecting life and families he's doing the same thing in the house of representatives and we can't take that for granted we are very grateful you can't assume that just because someone's a republican or conservative that they're standing up for us and and jim is a fighter and it's uh with a great honor and privilege to welcome him to the show
1: Did you know 25 million Christians did not vote in the last election? As Christians, we are called to let our light shine in an increasingly dark culture. One of the easiest ways we can do this is to engage in every election, selecting men and women who will uphold your values at all levels of government. This is why Family Policy Alliance has gathered all the voting tools you need in one place. Plan your vote, register to vote, and learn about candidates who align with your values. Click the link in the description to learn more.
0: Congressman Banks, thank you for being with us today.
1: Hey Craig, great to be with you. Thank you to Family Policy Alliance. This I'm biased, but I'm a big fan of the Statesman Academy as an alum and for a lot of other reasons. I appreciate greatly what all of you do, especially the Indiana Family Institute. I've had a long relationship with IFI over the last 20 years, and what they do in my home state is tremendous. So, so honored to be with all of you today.
0: Thank you, and it's an honored to be with you, and we love our friends in Indiana as well. They're they're uh, really breaking a lot of ground for families and education in particular. Uh, so uh, today I want to just jump right into it. You're you're one of the leaders that is being talked about to be the whip, uh, uh, the Republican whip after this election. That's an exciting thing. And I could see why your colleagues have pushed you right to the front of the consideration there. And um, the question is, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the house uh, going back to Republican control after this election. And a lot of the odds makers, both from the right and the left saying that that's almost a done deal. So what type of things do you see coming down the pike if, uh, uh, you're you're in that position, uh, in the majority or in the minority. What, what do you see happening in the 2023 Congress for Republicans?
1: Well, as you know, we have three weeks to go to the historic midterm election. I have, I have a lot of optimism that Republicans will win the majority in the House. The Senate is a, a different situation. I, I, I believe we will have a Senate Republican majority too, but it's going to be very slim uh, if that's the case. So then the question becomes, what what do we do with it? Uh, We've we rolled out Republicans rolled out a commitment to America, which was a framework. It was an agenda of what we will fight for if we get the get the majority. Uh, Craig, I don't need to tell you, though, that we've uh, what I hear from a lot of my supporters. And as I travel my district in the country, what I hear from the voters is we've seen this movie before we get we've given you the majority before we've given you the White House. Uh, we've given you the opportunity to lead and, and uh, to, to move agendas forward in the past, and Republicans failed to live up to the commitments that they've made. So this is where I think leadership matters. I've, I've The last term I've chaired the largest caucus on Capitol Hill, the Republican Study Committee, happens to be the, the conservative caucus of House members, 163 of us who are part of that caucus. And we, we've spent the last couple of years talking about what what do conservatives stand for in this unique moment? Coming out of the Trump uh, administration, losing the majority in the House and uh, the Senate uh, after the 2020 election, losing, losing the White House. What, what do Republicans stand for? What, what do we fight for? And I, I really do believe it is a new Republican party, a new conservative movement, where we recognize more than ever before that our, our culture is under attack, our pro-family values are under attack in ways that we've never seen before. And when we get the majority, and this is the reason that I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting myself out there and angling to be in a position of leadership in the new Congress, I, I want to make sure that we keep those pro-American, pro-family, our American cultural issues at the forefront of any agenda the Republicans fight for when we get the majority back. Now, we, we know there will still be not just a Democrat in the White House, but Joe Biden, a very left-wing Democrat who's controlled by the, the socialist left. That make up the that control the Democrat Party today. So we know that Joe Biden is still going to be in the White House, but we have a moral duty when we get the majority back to fight for our values, to pass bill after bill after bill out out of the House, even if it isn't signed into law by the President. We have to fight for that, and we have to fight for accountability, investigations, and oversight of the administration as well over the next couple of years. And I want to be at the forefront of that. That's why I'm. That's why I'm angling for a a position of leadership when we get back to the House majority after this election.
0: Well, the next thing I'm going to say, and this isn't a question, and I don't even want you to answer this because I know you're focused on your your own race. You're focused on serving the representatives there. You're focused on uh, your service to the conference and trying to win a majority. But uh, for those of us out here that are advocates, that that, uh, pour our time and talent and treasure into this, it's very frustrating to see Republicans thinking that Other people considered for leadership would consider voting for same-sex marriage uh, um, and uh, other things. And uh, those people are on the ballot too as potential leaders after the election. And so for those of you that are joining us that are in our audience, I want you to stay tuned here at Family Policy Alliance. We want you to share this. We want you to comment uh, uh, with folks on social media because we want to make sure that we have good leaders that are going to protect our children, going to protect parents' rights, going to protect the sanctity of life religious liberty and, and families. And uh, Congressman Banks is one of the good ones. He's with us. He just said the stuff that he's been doing with the Republican Study Committee and, and the other activities. You did one thing in particular, the Family Policy Initiative. And you, and you talked a little bit about that just now, but could could you unpack uh, uh, that, what you would hope to be able to do in a majority, in a, in a more friendly environment uh, with uh, policies in the new year?
1: Yeah, we Republican Study Committee ruled this out. I was very proud of it. We've done a lot of things over the last couple of years, but this this uh, family policy agenda that we uh, put forward as a Republican Study Committee is something that's at the top of my list of initiatives that we've championed that I'm i most proud of, of, of uh, under my leadership at RSC. And it's a framework Craig of ten areas where we think that the that the government, where society, a whole a whole of society, all of uh, Government approach can promote, can better promote families. You know, last year, you saw, especially in the election of Virginia, Republicans are, are without a doubt the we're the pro-parent uh, party, the, the party that believes that as, as conservatives, Republicans that parents should be in control of their kids' education, not the education cartels that run the schools, um, who, who put the, our kids and uh, put our kids last over the interest uh, over their own interests and, and, and try, to, try to rid the parents of having any control in our schools. So we're the pro-parent and pro-kid party when it comes to our schools. I want the Republican Party and the conservative mantle to continue more than ever before to be the pro-family party. And that, that's the, the, the family policy agenda that we put forward, uh, which got a lot of attention uh, uh, about six or seven weeks ago we rolled it out. Uh, all of my colleagues in the RSC and, and even more broadly than that, uh, they read it, uh, they support it. This is an area where I find that we have more consensus among Republicans in the House who recognize that uh, the, the the cultural attacks on our kids and what the government is doing to disincentivize families is something that that's an area that Republicans can't focus on and control when we get back the majority to. Well,
0: that shows a lot of wisdom in your leadership, Jim, and that's why we, we like being able to talk to you and, and get updates from you because it's not just support in the republican party I've, we've seen the polling on this the, the majority of the democratic party don't want boys going into the girls locker rooms or taking their spot on the podium whether it's in a junior high school uh, competition or whether it's in a you know a college national championship and and, uh, and moms in particular uh, suburban moms are awakening and and uh, people are coming back on this uh, to the the traditional uh, family values and I just want to say God bless you for your continued work and your persistence in that, because people like to call you a lot of names. They like to try to shut you down. You've been kicked off Twitter for a couple times this year, I know, Uh, uh, but you're a warrior. You're a happy warrior, though, and you're trying to bring forward uh, positive solutions. And one of the areas that I know you're going to be involved in, you already are, is in the area of life. Uh, uh, Congressman Banks is with us. We want you to share this, by the way. We want you to comment uh, um, because a lot's going on. We're talking to a guy who's on his way up in the House of Representatives, could be the third most powerful Republican in a majority after this election. And uh, we know, Congressman Banks, that you've got some stuff you want to talk about with uh, uh, protecting the lives of, of our most vulnerable, those that have not been born yet. So tell us what you think Congress should be doing differently than the uh, states in, uh, in that debate.
1: Well, we we believe at Republican Study Committee that Congress has a, a very important role to play in passing pro life legislation, and we're not we're not going to back off of that. Uh, but it has been a admittedly it has been a debate on Capitol Hill amongst conservatives, and and some uh, some some conservatives have argued that the Dobbs decision means that we should just allow the states to handle this. I can tell you, the Republican Study Committee, um, we 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 oppose that viewpoint, and and we're going to continue to push as conservatives. The new Republican majority uh, in the next Congress to pass important pro-life legislation. I support the I support the heartbeat bill personally. Uh, many of my colleagues do as well. Life, life at uh, conception act, um, other pro-life bills. The you know Lindsey Graham rolled out the 15-week bill in the Senate. There are a lot of proposals that have been on the table. But what's important to recognize is that uh, th- this will be a true test of leadership when we get the majority back to build consensus around this issue and fulfill the pro-life mantle that the Republican Party uh, uh, holds at this important time in American history. If we're all being struck down, uh, we still have a lot of work to do. I know uh, uh, w- the current Republican whip, Steve Scalise, who's likely to become the Republican majority leader, is committed to passing a Born Alive Infant Protection Act. One of the 1st That'll be one of the first things that he says that he, as majority leader, will put on the floor for a vote. That That's good, Craig. I'm glad that we're doing that. But I hope then that leads to more along the way. I mean, if we wanna show the difference between the radical left and Republicans uh, in Congress today, let's follow up the Born Alive bill with a bill that would ban abortions nationally at the federal level, abortions based on sex selection abnormalities. That's a good follow up to that. And then build our, build our way up uh, to passing a heartbeat bill or something uh, e- even more significant. So. Those are conversations that I have been leading as the conservative caucus chairman uh, at the RSC and pulling members together to talk about strategy, uh, to talk about the way forward here, but this is where leadership is really gonna matter in the next Congress.
0: It does matter, leadership matters, and that's why we're so grateful for your leadership because you see that. Um, There are some, listen, I I, uh, spent a decade working in justice reform, and I was shocked when when President Trump uh, uh, led and uh, passed the most significant justice reform in forty years. Forty years. He he. And he stepped up and he did that. And um, the people that tried to tank that reform was actually the left and the ACLU's of the world, because they were were just playing political games rather than trying to help the you know couple thousand people in the federal system that were grossly over sentenced and it was an injustice. The president recognized and. And we see that people in the in the life debate that they would say, well, we'll wait another forty years until we get a perfect bill. Well, that could be sixty-two million lives lost later. And and uh, uh, we I just wanted to personally thank you on behalf of Family Policy Alliance and our groups uh, to say that you're you're going to keep on doing everything you can. It, it, it's this and it's not uh, uh you're not making uh, perfect the enemy of what is possible, and uh, you're to be commended for that. And um, Congressman Banks is with us. We want you to share this with your friends. I, I just have two more questions. The last one's a fun one. I'll, I'll put it in the back of your head. We like to ask people for where, uh, uh, why they should be encouraged today. But just quickly, help not harm. This is an evolving thing. Most people would have thought that it couldn't be even possible that in our country experimentation on children. Uh, that that you know we don't let them smoke cigarettes. We don't let them get tattoos. I saw that in New York, a parent was arrested for getting a tattoo on their 10 year old uh, uh, properly uh, uh, for child abuse. But if if that same parent was you know, putting them on sex blocking hormones or a genital mutilation surgery, uh, the, the state of New York and others would pay for it. Our, our country has gone mad a little bit and you've led the way there too. Uh, tell us what you're doing with uh, trying to protect our children, allowing them to grow up and have a childhood before they can make decisions about uh, um, what type of, uh, uh, sexual activity they want to be involved in as an adult.
1: Yeah, this is such a common sense bill and FPA has been on the front lines of advocating for this legislation at the state level, which is where we pulled uh, ideas from to write the federal uh, version of this bill. By the way, my uh, friend Tom Cotton introduced this legislation in the Senate. So it's been introduced in the House and the Senate, not going anywhere with Democrat majorities in either chamber. But this is the type of bill that I hope we advance when we get back to the majority. When I explain this to even my friends in the middle or on the left, uh, that we should hold these these doctors and healthcare providers accountable who um, uh, perform these surgeries or um, who are uh, giving hormone blockers to kids, By the way, the majority of these kids who have these surgeries or go through these transitions later regret it when they become an adult. That's the under underline that. That's the bottom line. So when they do regret it, giving them a cause of action and a legal uh, avenue uh, to hold those doctors accountable for performing these uh, quack surgeries on these kids is something. That's what the bill does. When I explain that to parents, whether they're in the middle, on the left, or the right, they fully support it because it's common sense. So. That, that's, what the, that's what the bill does. You all have been instrumental in helping to advocate for this. I, I appreciate that leadership. And what you said a little bit ago, Craig, I wanna go back to it. I mean, uh, this is good public policy. This is important because the radical left is pushing this agenda on our kids uh, in a way that in a, such a fierce uh, and, and uh, in, a, in, a, in a, such an aggressive way that we've never seen before. But this is good politics too, and uh, that—that's something to remember. That the the American people support policies like this to protect our kids, and when we—that's why when we talk about it and lean into these issues, uh, as Republicans, I've—I found that Republicans over the last four or five years they've shied away from these cultural issues, but not anymore. That's the—the new Republican Party understands we need to lean into the culture fight, the culture the. The the major cultural issues that affect our kids like this one to protect our kids, it turns out it's good politics too.
0: Well, that's the old saying, isn't it? Uh, Good policy makes for good politics. Bad policy makes for bad politics. It always sorts itself out. And here you are at the front lines. Imagine that. Protecting children, allowing them to have a childhood, to make mistakes that don't cost them for the rest of their life uh, uh, and uh, learning lessons uh, um, is actually something you're, you're going to have to fight for. But we're hoping and praying that's a majority. I'm going to ask you the last question, which we like to end on is encouragement. Should we be encouraged? A lot of folks uh, uh, watching this in social media, all of our channels out there, We, uh, uh, the as you know, the FPCs, we have 40 state organizations, uh, 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 more than a million followers, 40,000 churches. They all push these things out, and, and we share them in our audiences. And there's a lot for the left is trying to, you know, they're trying to suppress our votes. They're trying to suppress our enthusiasm. But uh, give us some reasons why you're encouraged today, a couple of weeks before this election.
1: Well, I, first first of all, um, I was with Mike Pence uh, two nights ago, and I, I, I've reminded him of this a couple of times. It was around 2003 or 2004. He was the first politician that I ever heard talk about uh, striking down uh, Roe versus Wade and sending it to the Ash heaps of history was it was a line that I remember him saying over and over again, 20 years ago, Craig, he would say things like that. At that point, people thought he was a little out there talking about striking down Roe v. Wade. And and guess what? It just happened. happened on our watch. It happened because of all of you who have built this movement, who helped elect the most pro-life president that we've ever had, who nominated three pro-life justices uh, who, who, is res- who were responsible for this important decision, the Dobbs decision. So how can we not be encouraged? How can we not be excited about this moment that we're living in? The, the left is so far uh, to the crazy, wacky, radical left that it's never been easier for us to talk about who we are and what we stand for versus who they are, what they stand for, their, their policies that have Cause the big challenges that are facing America today. And We we have the solutions. It's never been easier to communicate those solutions and talk about how we know they will work. So three weeks to election day, a lot to be encouraged by. And I think election day is going to be the exclamation mark on that encouragement.
0: Well, from, from your lips to uh, heaven's door and, and back, brother, we hope that uh, it's going to be a wonderful election. We want to remind everybody to vote. That is your civic duty. That is what we are called to do. If you want to have a country for, of, and by us, We have to participate, and it's just been an absolute privilege to have you. Uh, Congressman Banks, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, We'll talk to you again real soon. I know it'll be on the other side of the election. Know that we'll be uh, working. We'll be uh, praying, and our thoughts will uh, be with you, and and thank you again. And um, for our audience here... Uh, um, we want you to share this video, we want you to like it, we want you to participate in this discussion because, it, you know, winning the majority doesn't mean much if, if you don't do anything with it, and in and, and Congressman Banks, he's just one of many, but uh, um, there are folks that will be in the way, whether they're on the Democratic side of the aisle or in the Republican conference, and we need to stand with our pro-family, pro-life, pro-religious liberty Uh, leaders in Washington, D.C. It's a privilege to have them there, uh, but we want to support them. So we, we encourage you to look into doing that as well. Thank you for being with us and we will talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Congressman Banks. Please make sure to follow Family Policy Alliance on social media. The links are in the description. Once again, I'm Craig DeRoche, the president and CEO of Family Policy Alliance, and this is Conversations with Craig. Until next time.
1: Conversations with Craig is brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.